0: Entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? If you're like most of us, increasing your profitability is always on your mind, and you're probably looking for ways to increase your revenue while growing your company as well. So you found a podcast that shares ideas that help you do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability guide your growth, and plans for your future exit. Building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall later when it's time to let go. And I look forward to sharing strategies that I've learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have some great news. I've released a book called The Profit Accelerator, and I'm looking for a few business owners to interview about how my book's 12 strategies would impact your industry. Go download my book for free and let me know if you'd like to be interviewed. I'm confident that these strategies can help any business increase their revenue, profit, and value of the company without having to pay for additional advertising or marketing. Go pick up your copy uh, at trajectoryprofits.com forward slash book dash download. All right, I'm excited to have my guest on today. Melissa Brown is the Chief Operations Officer for Concierge Elite. Her educational background includes a Master of Arts um, degree in organizational and business management, specializing in human resources. She has several certifications in remote staffing, adult education, and training development. Melissa has over 20 years of experience, you can't tell, Uh, sharing her expertise deeply rooted in lifelong learning and her devotion to growing and developing people. She finds creative solutions to business challenges, innovating new products, and developing organizational processes and efficiencies when she's not raising her seven kids and running a successful business. Welcome to Profit with a Plan
1: podcast, Melissa. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Wow, this is great.
0: Holy cow, seven kids. Are you out of your mind?
1: (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. (laughs) Yes, most of the days I wonder.
0: (laughs) I know, I have two. They're older now, but I have a grandson that's three and a half. So I'm back in the cycle of raising. So uh, it's definitely a crazy, crazy time. I couldn't imagine it exponentially with seven.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Luckily, the first five have uh, grown. I have one grandbaby and I have two littles. (gasps) Uh, started over again. That's where the crazy comes in. And so I have a four and a five-year-old running around but uh, and, and then running a business as well. So a lot of women out there know about that challenge.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? It can be done if you're organized and you've got goals and directions and people to support you, which first of all, how did you decide that organization and people were your path?
1: Well, you know, quite a while ago, 25 years ago, I ran into a situation where I had to make a choice, Uh, not the choice that a lot of women get today, uh, but I had to make a choice whether I was going to raise a family or be in a career. And at that time, Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of other options. And I chose to raise a family. And that's where I I really began um, to to have my family and started that. And at, at some point, I thought, you know, this has been fun, but, <laughs> but I want to be in the workforce. I have so much to give and I really want to do that. And I really love working with people. And so it wasn't until um, in my mid thirties that I decided to go back to school. And uh, that was through a lot of management and managerial jobs. I, I worked in the restaurant industry for a very long time, grew very quickly in that and found that people and training people were my passion. And, uh, and I was really good at it. So I decided to go back to school and, um, you know, in my 35s versus my 18, you know, I didn't care about school or grades (laughs) and then now priorities were different. So I had to excel and I not only needed my, you know, my associates, my bachelor's, I needed a master's and I've even thought about going and get my doctorate, but (laughs) but, you know, I, I did it and I did well. And I just found that, you know, not only was the training part, a big piece, but really looking at businesses and determining where you can grow, how you can do some out of the box thinking and find some efficiencies and, and really, um, Excel, and that's what I've been able to do over the last really 15 years. So, is help other that's businesses. That's fantastic,
0: Miss Overachiever. You are. You know, I had uh, a, I had a similar path. Um, I wasn't. You know, my um, I I tried to raise kids at home, but I too, you know, I felt like there was so much more I had to offer. Um, and I found a way, which was, um, I think that's what helps when you're able to be resourceful, right, and find those ways to juggle more than one thing at, at a time and, um, you know, an endearing spouse that can support that. Um, yeah, you know, that's, absolutely. I think that's, that's definitely the the path for it, but congratulations on all your hard work and coming to where you've been, where you've grown today. So let me ask you a question. And, and I think this is why we came together was that so many of us are looking at business in a different way, right? You know, we've had this, this crazy COVID lifestyle that's really opened the eyes to traditional businesses and said, oh, I don't necessarily need to be in an office sitting right next to in a cubicle right next to my team. I can be outsourced. I can be mm-hmm. remote and make that work. And I'd love to ask you a few questions about how business owners today can really truly make that work. Does that sound fun? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So um, describe to me what your vision of outsourced working looks like.
1: So, you know, again, coming from where I've come from, I had to make that choice. And I felt like, you know, at some point in my my career is that women shouldn't have to make that choice. Any leader should not have to make the choice. There should be some work-life balance. There should be other options out there. And taking that and taking the education that I had and all the studies that I have done on work, the differences of generations in the workforce, looking at the demands of, you know, people feeling the pressure, business owners are feeling the pressure of, businesses being understaffed, taking all that information and looking, how can we solve a huge problem right now? How can we solve the problem of being understaffed, the generations working differently? How can we bring all of those factors together? And solving that problem was really in remote work. Now, this is not a new thing. It's 20 years ago, remote work started to become a thing, I would say, you know, if I was to put a number on it somewhere in there. Um, And and it's become more and more popular. Now, COVID really proved the model that it could happen and it could be done well and businesses could succeed thinking outside that box of the four walls. And so um, out of the needs and where I I currently work and, and with the industries that I work, I'm going into these places and saying, listen, we have to rethink business. We have to rethink the strategies. You know, the old ways are, are not going to succeed. You've got to keep going. you got to keep progressing in order to stay ahead. And we've got to look at remote work and how it can benefit you in all of the different challenges that you're facing. And so remote work has really been a passion of mine because, you know, the personal story, but then again, solving challenges um, of being understaffed and all of those things. So remote work can work in any atmosphere, not just the one I currently specialize in, but every, every aspect, there is some way that you can impart this and help with work-life balance. And so those are some of the, you know, just brief ways that um, we have to start to begin to think about those things.
0: I love it. And it's such an important conversation with today's workforce as the younger crews are coming on board they have different expectations than, than maybe we have and those that are above us had had that, oh, you have to work for the same company for a long time. you got to punch a time clock. you got to do all this stuff. The workforce has changed so dramatically that they want different things. And part of that is the freedom and the freedom that they could work and get the task done, but at their own time. And I think that's what scares the business owners that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I'm not controlling the hours you're working. And yeah. I keep thinking to myself, isn't it better to have an output than a time clock?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is one of the nuts to crack is that as business owners, we again, we have to rethink think. And we have to look at the generation of the workforce that's coming in. I was speaking to um, an owner who was who in a flour mill and that's where they work. And they're like, we can't get good help nowadays. We can't get any help. And I said, well, what have you done to revolutionize the way that you're looking at, at the new workforce coming in? What, what are you doing to attract them? And the funny thing was, is they said, we're putting out these big incentives, these big signing bonuses. And I said, well, that's interesting because, you know, this generation is not looking at the money anymore. That's way down on the list of th- mm-hmm. the things that they're looking for. As long as they have a livable wage, there's so many things that are now kind of, I think it's like number five on the list. So many other things that are coming up on the list. Culture is one. Flexibility, again, is like one and two. Those are one and two. And so, again, we can't just throw money at people, give signing bonuses. We have to rethink this and that, that flexibility. And that culture of what we're what we're providing is huge. It's huge. And so mm. that's where kind of that remote work idea comes in, is that how can we provide flexibility mm. in a way that the output is going to be much better? Studies are showing all over the place that your output is 85 to ninety percent better than if you had them sitting in their four walls.
0: Isn't that crazy? Plus you're you're getting quality of life. you know, you've got your dog at your at your feet, you know, the refrigerator yeah. nearby. But you're also not stressing over commuting and and putting on a certain flair and attitude and so on. But I I agree 100 percent that that businesses have to change and improve the way they're running. Now, there are certain places um, and I was talking to one of my clients that has a manufacturing process that. You know, you, you need the person there on the line, you know, and, yeah. and so how do you outsource or, or remotely work that kind of environment?
1: Well, you're going to have to look at the types of positions that you have within each organization, right? There's going to be some, yes, you're going to have to have hands in, in the pot. But, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of the administrative jobs, a lot of anything that requires phone calls, paperwork, anything like that, you can outsource. Anything like mm-hmm. that can go remote. Um yes the hands on and then how do you provide flexibility in that well you may you probably going to have to look at your scheduling so maybe mm-hmm. instead of 5 uh, days a week that they're working 8 hours maybe you change that to 4 10s or 3 12s you're going to find that people are going to like those schedules a little bit more because hey friday is football day for the kids and we got to take kids to football or whatever that looks like right um right. to provide some of that flexibility And just changing up the the way that things have been done all of the time 20 years prior is just not going to work anymore. But definitely the admin tasks.
0: You know, that that makes total sense about the flexibility in hours. You're still getting the 40 hours. You're still getting the job done, but it just looks a little bit differently. And the floor can adjust where you can put them through. Or if they don't want to work, they want their afternoons off, you work morning shifts six days or, or mm-hmm. whatever, but having that flexibility, because I think that's really, truly important. And then the point that admins, so you don't need to monitor them. I mean, there's so much software out there. I think the monitoring yeah. can be done virtually as well, right?
1: It, it absolutely can. And I suggest always, if you're going to go with a remote workforce is put some kind of monitoring system on there. And it's not because you're trying to peep into their room and there's been a lot of bad publicity about it. There's ones that just take screenshots every random time just to make sure that that they're accountable to what they're doing, you know, and that they are producing the results and and all of those things. So, yes. Someone in a remote setting, you're going to have to set up weekly meetings with them. You want to stay connected. You want to have good culture, right? So, Zoom. Look at all the the, the platforms that are out there nowadays. You're going to have to use technology, folks. <laughs> but get in there, use it for your benefit, and allow people that ability to, like you said, have the dog on on their lap and work. You know, not deal with that commute. You know, um, and then meet with them daily on a Google Chat or or a Zoom uh, weekly. Stay connected. Um, when they're connected to that culture as well, that's going to increase the likelihood that they're going to stay and, you know, their happiness. So all of those different tools that they have just to make sure, because I get it, releasing a little bit of control, is a little (laughs) scary um, for some folks. Um, And so there's technology out there, use that, it's cheap, it's not going to cost you. Um, And, Look at really all the overhead and stuff that you can save by oh exactly
0: reducing- exactly. You know that's that's a big expense when we come to the profitability of a business is you know your variable costs are what it costs to produce the the widget or the service that you're providing. But those overhead costs, those fixed costs that are always there, whether you sell a product or not, can be quite expensive to house people in here in California, parking you know is is a ridiculous expense added on then all of the additional things that they need to have uh to run the office and everything um funny enough the professional services space that i play in with a lot of my uh cohorts um they 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 want to be able to teach and they want to be able to share wisdom so they want to be able to collaborate on a project together. And for some reason, they've got this block here in their eyesight that they can only do that in person. How does a business owner collaborate easier when when they've got remote folks on a project or client or questions, that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my team, I've got about 65 folks and we're all remote, we're all over the country. And uh, we meet every day, we collaborate through tools. So there are some great resources out there. If you're already using the Microsoft Suite, things like that, you've got, you know, Asana boards. If you're more technical, you've got Google chat, you've got all the instant messengers out there. All, I mean, it really, the sky is the limit. You find one that you like and you use that and you stay connected. So my team's always got a chat feature and function up. We're always messaging back and forth. We have daily meetings, sometimes multiple times a day, instant, like, hey, let's just pop onto a meeting and we just drop into Google chat
0: link. Kind of that open door policy, right? Right. You know, if you've got your door open, you can come ask me questions. You can do that via chat, right?
1: Yep. Yep. Unless we're on meetings, you see that we're available. And at any point in time, we could pop that in because sometimes conversations are a little harder to brainstorm through, you know, typing it out. So it's easier just to meet. And so again, that's that culture that we're building as a leader. That's the leader's Mm. job to to create that culture, that positive culture, the collaboration culture. And so you can do that through the tools. And matter of fact, I got to tell you, you know, my team collaborates better uh, remotely than I remember being in the office and collaborating, you know, because there's, there's a lot more distractions when I was in the office or It's just the grind, right? Nobody likes the grind. And so we're more productive knowing that we can control our schedule. Some people like to sit at their computer, do the five hours, not take a lunch break, but then peace out early. You know, that flexibility Mm -hmm. again is is increasing the productivity. And so I, I think it comes back to culture of the leader. What are you willing to do? And how are you going to you know bring that out of people? And it absolutely can be done in all the tools that are out there. I love this conversation. It is so timely and so important
0: because all I hear from my my cohorts and and folks out there is like, I can't find good help. Well, first of all, they're looking in their, you know, 15, 20 mile radius for high quality help, but then they're also having these old fashioned and I can call them old fashioned requirements that you've Mm -hmm. got to be on site, right? Where there's talent all over the U.S., let alone all over the world, yeah, that can that can work for you and 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 help you produce the product and solution that you're offering for your company. Sometimes it even bit of a better wage if you were to be creative about it. So how do you, how do you pay people, you know, that are working remote, right? I mean, are they looking for the same salary that they would have got if they're on the inside?
1: Uh, Most of the time, not. No, most of the time you're going to get a reduced rate. Um, And then, so if you're going to be looking at recruiting and you're going to do it, I mean, that is what my business is. But if you're looking at doing it, um, you need to decide if you want to go globally, um, and mm-hmm. then I, I really recommend if you decide to go global, that you look for a company that is is good at doing that, because I want you guys they to support business owner, right. On what you're good at, let them do it because there are rules and regulations within each different country. So, but I'm telling you, the talent is phenomenal. I really focus on finding the top 3% talent in the world. Uh, we definitely source in about four different countries, But uh, there are ways to look for that talent and really get it where you can lower overhead, increase your ROI, but ultimately not only invest in your business, but you can take and invest in lives um, that you would never be able to do before and pay them a great wage. Pay them a great wage. Mm -hmm. There is no reason to pay them what their minimum wage is. Pay over and above that and give them something that they never could have had before. And I guarantee... I was having this conversation with somebody and they said, what did you think the difference was between hiring U.S. and hiring international? And I said, unfortunately, right now, I I think the workers in the U.S. don't really want to work. There's a lot of things that we face, right, with the challenges of today. Okay, no, there's not a lot of business owners that will disagree with that. But when I hired international, I felt that there was a passion to work. They want to work. They want to be there. They will show up. Um, our team, we have a less than 1% turnover rate um, because again, we pay really well and we provide a great environment. And I, I tell this story and I think this wraps it up very well. It's, I said, uh, one of my countries, I had two employees that went through a typhoon and they're, I, I, I didn't even know, right? And they drove hundreds of miles away to to sit in an internet cafe and work and show up for work the next day. We never even knew, when I asked about it, I said, weren't you guys affected by the typhoon? They said, yes. And I said, are you okay? And they said, well, yeah, we drove hundreds of miles. We're in an yeah. internet cafe. We're good, but our homes are wiped out. We no longer have a home, but that's okay. That's okay, Melissa. We, we're, we're here. We're showing up for work. And I'm like, are you kidding? That is the, that, <laughs> Go home. That is the hunger and, and drive that I find in international countries and really were my passion because they they showed up. They showed up despite all odds. They, they did whatever they had to do to show up for work that day. It wasn't, I have a cough. I can't come. It was my home is destroyed, but that's okay. Today I'm at work. I found a place. I wow. went to the nearest place with internet and I'm working today. And so wow. I love it. So any of those people where there's bad stigma, guys, I, I, I really challenge you to rethink. Um, rethink that bad stigma. Uh, there are great <laughs> people all over the world
0: what a great story and a great eye opener here i'm thinking numbers right i'm thinking well if you don't have to pay for their 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 desk right their equipment their their telephone lines and everything that you've got in an office and the rent and the the heating and air conditioning and everything the parking we have here in california and then you don't even like California wages are like through the roof and the taxes and everything that we've got on here. If you can stretch that out, I'm looking at a double savings. Mm-hmm. Now you're right. You're not going to pay $6 an hour or, or $5 a day in the Philippine rate, but you're still getting the task done and you're highly educated, mm-hmm. MBA type yeah. people all over the US that are hungry to work. I mean, all over the world that are hungry to work. And I think that that's a great opportunity. Last thing I want to suggest is taking jobs away from people in the U.S. But I think when you're running a business, folks, you need to find good talent that are going to represent you well to your customers, that are going to finish the task that you ask to be done in a timely manner and, and be pleasant to work with. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's all we ask for. Right. As business yeah. owners. Maybe if they go above and beyond, it's like great, but it doesn't matter where they are. And I think this opening up for remote work, whether it's in Idaho and I'm in California, or it's it's the Philippines to do some light paperwork that I need done, it doesn't matter. The whole idea is to get the job done, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, grow, grow your business. Grow it exponentially because you can. And, and it is about really rethinking. And that's what I challenge people to do. I throw these ideas out there because I know that it can be done. I know it can be done very successfully as I've grown my business um, in the last several years. But it's, it's to get you to think. That, that you can go beyond the four walls, that you can go beyond the, the the state or the 10 or 20 miles that you're in. There are so many options out there. And it, it, listen, if hiring international, like you said, is not for you, then find somebody in another city and another state because those are options as well. And mm-hmm. go out and find the best fit for you. Right. I love it. I love it. And I think that opens up the doors
0: for, for doing what you need to do right I mean it's like there's no more there's no more limited space of how they can they can drive and commute to your your work and whether they can afford to take your salary because their housing um, prices are too high and and what have you you can make it happen you can make it work you can grow your business and and I'm a huge fan that the number one way to grow your business is to leverage other people's time. Mm. And if you can do that in a way that works for everybody, that's the way you're gonna grow. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right, Melissa, this has been a fantastic conversation. Mm-hmm. You're sharing me really good ideas. Um, what, else, what else? First of all, before we go, cause I know there's so much more we can do. What else do we need to know about remote workers that, that, that maybe Business owners or listeners aren't thinking about.
1: Well, I know that you know we we help provide some strategies for deciding if you want to go remote. Uh, so we look at doing some evaluations for you, taking a look at your business. Um, I'll spend some time with you guys, uh, your listeners as well, to really kind of see if that's a good fit for you. And if it is, then I'm going to give you five steps to really decide um, how you're going to go about remote work and and really. Uh, provide you some really tangible tools um, with that. So I think you kind of go through that process, really leveraging the type of ads that you put out, how you spend your time and your money when you're looking for people. That's going to be a big one that we kind of didn't talk about as well. And then leveraging the online tools, um, making sure that when you're interviewing, you're doing it over like a Zoom or something. So you're really meeting that person and finding the right culture fit. So you're really going to want to look at some of those tools that you're using uh, to stand out among the crowd.
0: That's great. And, and you mentioned that um, we need to look at those those kind of tasks, right? So when we're thinking of hiring remote or hiring anybody, right, you've got to have a clean job description of what you expect this person to do, some procedures that you want them to follow, and and some support and guidance along the way. And I right. think whether you're having them sitting next to you or sitting across the screen from you,
1: the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. We always develop what we call protocol sheets. Um, And basically that's just it. It is an outline to say, this is what the protocols are. This is what the job expectation is. And this is what I would expect on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. And really having those touch points. um, And then really looking at each individual thing that they could do. Hey, if if you run out of work, these are some other things that we can supplement that with. So like our team, you know, when they if if there's not phone calls coming in, then there's insurance verification that they're doing or there's there's back end work. They're calling old clients who haven't been in in a while. They're doing reactivation calls. So helping towards that sales process, managing social media, all of those things that, you know, this generation's really good at, um, you know, handling Google reviews, all of the things that take up time from a business owner. Those are the things you want to start to think to to source out to somebody else. Who likes listening to voicemails? Nobody, but your your outsourced (laughs) person could. Who likes looking through all of your emails? Nobody. So don't look at an email again unless it's marked as urgent or important. Let your team do that. (laughs) Right, right.
0: I love it. So there are things that they can do that that frees up your time to do the important things that you should be doing or better yet, that only you can do, you know, and freeing those things off. But having, having clear procedures clear expectations and it's it's the same whether you're hiring inside or remotely it's just how you stay engaged with them throughout the process and I love all the technology that is available out there I never thought of the screenshots to see that they're working and what they're working on rather Mm -hmm. than playing a video Mm -hmm. game right which is our biggest fear they're not doing what we pay them to do Yeah,
1: exactly. And
0: um, I heard one more one more quick thing that has been um, actually come kind of interesting to me as of late is that there's kind of an interest in in doing instead of paying them an hourly wage or a salary, but paying them based on task. So like Mm -hmm. project based pay so instead of saying you worked 6 hours i've checked you on your time i've screenshotted see that you did it rather than saying i'm going to pay you x for this project what are your thoughts on that for remote working i kind of like it
1: yeah absolutely if, if that's what your business is kind of around i mean that's what we kind of call the gig economy right so that's there's a lot okay. of web and stuff out there for that type of, of work where it's project-based. And so you pay based on that project or you outsource based on that project. Again, there's a lot of websites and places that you can go to find really good talent and people are gonna take it on a project basis. So say if you just wanna revamp your, your systems or you know your your management software, whatever it is, or your client contacts, you have a project specifically, build a website for me. There are great people out there and you really kind of look at you know, their experience versus their cost. And you can really look at that. But if you have current employees that you want to send home with a specific project and pay based on that, you absolutely could incentive-based as well. If you're in the sales, if you're in sales, having a certain amount of calls done and then incentivize based on the outcome of those calls. So I'm going to give Mm. you a base rate for making X amount of calls. You have to make the minimum. And then everything above that, I'll pay this. And then if there's appointments booked, I'm going to put an incentive on that. So just looking at how you can stack and relook at how you pay is an absolutely thing that you should be doing if you can, depending on your industry. I love it. I love it.
0: And and I like the flexibility, right? So our employees like flexibility. Look, yeah. business owners, you can have flexibility too, right? By by looking at these kind of methods and, and, and models. All right. So- Again, Melissa, this has been a fantastic conversation that has been so timely for the new environment that has developed in remote working and how you can have successful team members that work remotely. Where can listeners find out more about you and what you have to offer?
1: Absolutely. You can visit us at conciergeelite.com. That's all one word. Concierge elite.com or melissa.b at conciergeelite.com. Check us out. We are a remote front desk staffing company. We provide dedicated front desk team members for your business. Uh, we are not a call center, but we're looking for the right fit for you and your company.
0: I love that. I love it. And it's so important to have someone friendly and welcoming who is the front of your company, because if you're the business owner answering the phone, That's a little bit of a warning sign, right? You should be behind a couple of layers of gatekeepers. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's great. All right, listeners, I hope you found a couple of ideas to help you become more profitable in your business. And I know that with the challenges we're all facing here in the States with, um, with finding good talent, that it's maybe time to look outside of your local area and looking remote would be super helpful for you. And now more than ever, it's more important to focus on growing your business and its revenue. Go download my book with 12 strategies that can dramatically increase your revenue, profit, and value of your company. Again, without having to pay for additional advertising or marketing, go pick up a copy of my book at trajectoryprofits.com forward slash book download. Melissa and I would love to hear your questions or comments or ideas Let us know a success story that happened when you hired remotely or maybe a challenge you're facing and you're afraid to hire remotely. Reach out on us on the on this podcast, on the chats, and we will respond back and answer your questions. And while you're at it, please subscribe to today's show. You don't want to miss any other episodes coming up. So go ahead and catch Profit With A Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with it. Thanks so much, Melissa.
1: Thank you.